0: Welcome to your beautiful self podcast, a space where we will discuss how to achieve a healthier mind and body naturally. is Linda O'Neill with Good Thoughts NLP. I am an NLP counselor and a mindfulness coach and this is my friend
1: Nicole Lindfer. I'm an acupuncturist in Austin Texas at the Natural Health Center and I also teach an online course on pain relief through mobility. So we are both in the business of healing people
0: and recently I created a PDF 14 Buddhist principles for Westerners. The 14 principles came from a very famous Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh and he wrote the 14 principles in his book called Being Present. After the Vietnam War he came to America and he was surprised by how many Americans were getting into Buddhism and he asked his American friends, well who is your American Buddha? And the Americans did not have an answer. They said, well it's a Buddha. He had been in America a few times and in fact Martin Luther King nominated him for a Nobel Peace Prize for his message. Did he win? No, he did not win, oh. but he was nominated. And he really, his idea is just to spread mindfulness. And in fact, a lot of people call him the father of mindfulness. He wanted Americans, if they're going to practice Buddhism, to appropriate it. In Vietnam, the culture is very different, the people are different, the belief systems are different. And his point was you don't have to become more Asian to become a Buddhist.
1: I've always looked at appropriation a little bit differently than other people, because as a white person practicing traditional Asian medicine, I never looked at it like I was, what's the technical definition of appropriation? It's like you're taking advantage of somebody's culture or not giving it proper due respect. And there's maybe some way of doing that. But I think if you're going into medicine or even, I mean, I like rap music, but am I appropriating black culture by enjoying some hip hop or rap music? I don't know.
0: There's a difference between respect and stealing. So I will give an example. Yoga is very popular in America. A lot of people find peace through yoga. Yoga is a a spiritual practice for millions of people. And I don't know that when people say namaste, If they don't know the origins of that word, then it just becomes, you know, something to put on a shirt at Target. Namaste.
1: I've been doing yoga for almost 30 years. I don't say namaste at the end of my practice. I never had a teacher fully explain it to me. I understand that I'm giving respect to the teacher at the end of the class, but for whatever reason, I don't feel comfortable using that word.
0: You know, another example with appropriating culture, so I am Vietnamese, and whenever I, in the past, would put on something that was Asia-inspired, if I were to wear clothes from my country, it would look like I'm wearing a costume, whereas if you were to put on a nice... um, Like the
1: dress with the little frog buttons or whatever they're called. Yes, yeah, yeah. Then, then
0: it would be super cute on you right and so i love wearing clothes like that i do too and i don't think there's anything honestly i don't think there's anything wrong with it it. there's there's a fine line between stealing and appreciating appreciating
1: i appreciate different cultures yes that's how i've always approached it i appreciate the knowledge and the people who have gone before me and have brought it here it's great it's awesome and i'm so thankful for America where we can have all these different things at our fingertips. Yeah, we're the melting pot. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that's why I loved
0: America growing up when we were studying history. And I went to a school on the east side at that time was, you know, the black part of town. What I really appreciated in their teachings was that America is a melting pot of different cultures. And now we see a lot of people who are afraid that America has become too much of a melting pot. And I think that's why we have so much division. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes Westerners will overcorrect and they'll they'll become a Buddhist and shave their head and, and adopt all of Asian culture, forgetting about their own roots. Titnat Han, when he writes in his book, Being Present, he encourages you not to get rid of your roots. That's not what Buddhism is about. So you don't have to overcorrect and love all things Asian and dress Asian and go to an Asian country in order to practice Buddhism.
1: You don't need one of those orange outfits. You don't need
0: it. Yeah, you don't need an orange <laughs>
1: outfit. Uh, I'm you know, picturing some <laughs> married guy who's 45 years old And then he decides he wants to practice Buddhism. So he leaves his wife and kids and goes and lives in the mountains. And his wife and kids and all of their friends are like, what an asshole. And he's thinking he's spiritually enlightened. That's perfect. (laughs)
0: So today, we're going to go over those 14 Buddhist principles that Thich Nhat Hanh wrote for you, Westerner, and me, because I am a Westerner. Although I was born in Vietnam, I am very, very, very American.
1: I'm also picturing white guys with dreads. Yeah, that's appropriation,
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if I were a white guy, just to be on the safe side, don't, don't get dreads.
1: No, just it, it. just doesn't look good.
0: But yeah, let's get into the first principle. The first principle of Buddhism is to be aware of fanatical teachings, even the Buddhist ones. Buddhism is a philosophy, it's a guide to develop our understanding of ourselves, other people, animals, and the planet. And he also says to stay away from doctrines that promote fighting, killing,
1: or dying for. There's so much to unpack there. Everything is fanatical nowadays. Everyone has their group that they follow and the group that they hate. But when you really talk to people, one of my best friends, we've been best friends since fourth grade, she and I are on paper exactly opposite. But when we get together, we get along just fine. She's conservative. She's a Republican, lifelong. I'm liberal, she's in western medicine, I'm in eastern medicine, but we just find the humanity between us and, and it's fine.
0: It's gotten so divisive right now, and crazy divisive. Did you see that Tom Hanks video that I sent you where he, the paparazzi pushed his wife? Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Stop it! Hey, what,
1: are hey, hey, what? what are you
0: doing? Back the f**k off! What are you all doing? You 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 Knock it over my wife. Yeah, they're bugging. Sorry to talk about that. Yeah, and he said, back off. I found it kind of sweet. There's Tom Hanks standing up for his wife. And I was in the mood to read the comments and read more support. Like, you go, Tom. What a good guy. But instead, I saw a lot of comments from people who were accusing him of being a pedophile. And this is all because of that QAnon movement. Can you explain QAnon?
1: I avoid all news about polarizing ideas. I avoid bad news. I'll read the headlines. So I heard the word QAnon, but I I haven't dove in. I I would rather bury my head in the sand about it. Dan, we all need
0: a break from the toxicity of the media. However, in order to make the world better. We have to be aware of the suffering that happens in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's good for us to just throw a blind eye. Well, we want to make it a better place. We want to make it a better place. QAnon is a mysterious guy who... It's a person? Well, nobody knows who he is, but the idea is that he knows top secret information about who's a pedophile. All of these pedophiles in government and in Hollywood all happen to be... Liberal politicians
1: or um, actors. Like Hillary Clinton, like this pizza thing? Yeah, like the Pizzagate (laughs) thing. The first time I read about Pizzagate, I was like, this just sounds so funny fake like someone just made this up like a kid made this up and I thought the exact same thing this is
0: absurd and now we have somebody in Congress who believes in QAnon what
1: yes Marjorie Green I don't know who that is yeah she's um, a woman why does that surprise you I just have higher hopes for women but I mean again so many women voted for Trump so right (laughs) right she gets to have a vote. Very, very, very much. But I so. do wonder how many people voted, like, oh, look, a woman is running. No. Let's vote for a woman in office. No. She is fanatical. Hey,
0: everyone. This is Marjorie Green. I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Have you guys been following 4chan? Q. It's an anonymous person. Q is a patriot. Okay. I mean, is it going to be true that the child pedophilia and the elites in the Washington, D.C., is that what we're really going to see come out? Is it true? Is the type of corruption we're going to see come out? Is it going to be satanic worship that all these people are involved in? And the people who voted
1: for her know who she is. People are told, go out and vote. You got to vote. You got to vote. But my opinion on that is if you don't know who's running, don't vote. But these people did know who was running and they. You think
0: so? That's how she got elected because she. Wait, where is she from? Georgia.
1: Really? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Didn't people in Georgia just elect, um, oh, what's her name? Stacey Abrams? Isn't she from Georgia also?
0: Yes, from a different district than um, Abrams is. Okay. Right now in America, it's either you are on my side or you're not on my side. You're either for me or against me.
1: I uh, think the media is selling that, but I don't think it's really true. Like when you really talk to people.
0: That's kind of what Thich Nhat Hanh is saying is that you have to listen to people deeply in order to change their mind. But mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, we have demonized each other without getting mm-hmm. to know each other. Yeah. So that part is real, right? Absolutely. So even though the media is making money off of this or politicians are getting elected by these fanatical teachings, Mm -hmm. it has a very real effect on how we treat each other as a society. Definitely he says, beware of fanatical teachings. And he kind of defines Buddhism as a philosophy. It's not a religion. Mm -hmm. You can be a Christian or a Catholic. You can be Muslim and be a Buddhist. But really, it's just a philosophy to understand ourselves. So that's his definition, really, of Buddhism, a philosophy to understand ourselves, minerals, the planet, to understand each other.
1: What about religions that are fanatical?
0: All religions have an aspect of fanaticism, but they also have an aspect of moderation. All religions are beautiful they all basically teach the same thing Mm -hmm. but for power and control that any religion can be fanaticized christianity has been fanaticized and still got a fanatical edge to it so doctrines that promote fighting killing and dying for like every blockbuster movie that we love (laughs) right yeah or you know that we have more hate groups than ever before a a lot of these hate groups promote fighting in the name of jesus
1: what are considered hate groups
0: anything that hates another group white militia groups are on the rise
1: really oh my god oh yes Wow. Yeah, I'm so in the dark about this stuff. Intentionally.
0: Yeah. I'm in
1: a bubble. Well, this podcast might
0: pop that bubble.
1: I mean, it's good to know about it, but I don't want to walk out my door and be like, Oh, they're coming for me. It's like... Right now, everything's fine.
0: Mm.
1: For you, right? For me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, right now, everything's fine. Yeah. And there's
0: a lot of people out there who have a lot of anxiety because of climate change, the division in America, the division in the world, gun violence, there's a lot of anxiety out there. And sometimes it's important to remember that right now you are fine and you are safe. Because Mm If you go overboard and you worry so much about Then you're
1: anxious all and the you're time. not sleeping and your hair's falling out. There's gotta be a balance, mm-hmm. you know. Actually training martial arts has been very helpful in that. I'm always aware of my surroundings and I think that's super important. That's been I think proven. If you're, you know, walking through a parking lot alone, have your keys ready, you know, look around you. Don't just be looking at your phone. I'm not ignorant that something could happen but i'm not going to panic i'm going to be aware but i'm not going to fret that is actually mindfulness and tit told a story about
0: a buddhist and he was meditating and the idea of being mindful is being aware of all of your surroundings at all times mm-hmm. and so another monk took a stick and hit it on the, on the head just then just then while he was <laughs> meditating And he got very upset, and he was like, I'm concentrating, da-da-da-da-da, like, why did you do that? He said, well, if you were paying attention...
1: You would have seen it coming. You would have seen it coming. You would have heard it. Right.
0: Yeah. My mother, true. I drove my mother crazy, and she was a Buddhist, but she never taught me the ways of the Buddha. When we came to America, she wanted me to be American, and so whenever she would chant and pray to the Buddha, it was really exotic to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I grew up in a Hispanic neighborhood, so I was more interested in what my friends were interested in, which is Catholicism. You wanted a rosary. I wanted a rosary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you wearing a rosary? I am. I am wearing a rosary. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I do. Like, I'm not Catholic, but I I love all religions, and so uh, I'm not appropriating. It's a long story. (laughs) My mother never taught me the ways of the Buddha, but in a way, she, she was in her own way. She'd always say, and I can still hear her voice, let <laughs> them pay attention. I was never paying attention to anything in Buddhism. That is very important. It's it's to pay attention to your surroundings. My mother, when I asked her to describe Buddhism to me, she said, "Okay, I'll give you an example of Buddhism. There's glass in the road. A Buddhist would move that glass. The next person who came down that road wouldn't get mm-hmm. um, stuck in glass or a absolutely.
1: Black tire. So that is Buddhism. Mm-hmm. That is
0: mindfulness.
1: Being aware. Cause I think most of the time, if you're paying attention, you realize right now everything's fine. It may not always be, and that's why you pay attention. That's <laughs> but right. But while it's okay, just enjoy it. You got I'm it. i just naturally Buddhist. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of us are. And I, I mean, I got into Buddhism late. When I started trying to discover my spiritual path, I looked into Buddhism, but that word suffering always scared me.
1: Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's what turned me off. It wasn't suffering, but it was um, like you're not supposed to desire anything. And I was like, fuck that. I love wanting things or desiring things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So for
0: those same reasons, I was like, Ugh, maybe Buddhism is not for me. When I picked up his book, it just made complete sense. Right. And it changed mm-hmm. my worldview and it changed my life. If you're coming at Buddhism or Taoism from a Western perspective, you want to get everything right. And you know, <laughs> you want to western you, thinking. You want to you want to make sure that you're seen <laughs> mm-hmm. as the
1: expert, and yeah. then
0: all of a sudden, you are now coming off as a snobby Buddhist
1: intellectual. Like you're not doing it right. Yes. <laughs> Liberals have had some fanatical ideas as well. Yeah, like this what? this whole vaccine thing mm-hmm. has been out of control. If someone wants to get a vaccine, cool. That's great. Go get the vaccine if you feel like it's going to work for you. Go ahead. But forcing it on other people who a don't need it, b don't want it, absolutely not. The vaccine was experimental. It was pushed to the point where if you didn't have a vaccine card, I had to cancel events. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go because I didn't have a vaccine card. At that point, it was considered experimental. that That is fanatical (laughs) uh,
0: i think we might have different i this is a touchy
1: one i've been shot up about four times i had covid once i was better in one day because i have herbs that i can take like i don't need the vaccine because it was not a threat to me my daughter had it my son never got covid Mm -hmm. when my daughter had it she also was you know had a 99 degree fever for one day next day a little bit tired day after that fine right because we took herbs so we didn't have a need for the vaccine. The vaccine had a lot of side effects. It was experimental. They're suppressing the information for 75 years, or they wanted to, because the studies on what it did to women and their uh, fertility, there was yeah. a direct effect on women's menstrual cycles. Uh, I know a couple of postmenopausal women who had breakthrough uh, menstrual periods like a woman who's 75 should not be having a menstrual period Mm -hmm. but it was from the vaccine the
0: reason why i got the vaccine it's your personal choice but it's not my personal choice
1: if i give it to my mom and she's she's you can still pass the virus on if you have the vaccine you still get sick with the vaccine you but, were vaccinated, and but you got I it. could, but I
0: could have gotten way more sick. Possibly, Possibly. but we don't know.
1: But we and don't know. And so,
0: I guess my point is, is that I'm getting my news here, you're getting your news there, mm-hmm. and it's from two very different sides. I'm listening to the CDC, and you're like, don't trust the CDC. No, not necessarily. Okay, but you're saying that they weren't being
1: truthful about. Correct. They were not being truthful right. about the vaccine. It should be your own. Uh, what's it called? Free will.
0: The only problem with that argument. According to the CDC, you could spread the virus faster, quicker if you didn't get the vaccine.
1: That's not true.
0: You and I are friends. I think on most things we agree. Clearly, we don't
1: agree on everything. We don't hold fanatical views. I'm I'm open to listening to what the other side has to say. I read the news about COVID. Mm -hmm. I read the news about all sides of it. And then I've chosen what I feel is true. Are you an anti vaxxer all the way through? All the way through. Oh, I will not have any vaccines. Not your kids either.
0: Let me just quickly go over the principles for number two and number three, and then we'll go over this anti-vaccine, vaccine, vaccine, Mm -hmm. because I'm completely on the other side of that issue. But number two is be aware of how attached you are to your own views. Mm -hmm. So when we have this discussion, I think it's really important that we let go of our attachment to
1: our views. Absolutely. And so if someone could prove that vaccines are safe and effective, then sure, yeah, let's get some vaccines.
0: Principle number three, it's do not force your views on others, <laughs> not even your children.
1: What about the polio vaccine? <laughs> that that worked. Did it not? So the numbers for polio were going down, 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 because right around that time is when people started realizing that germs spread on your hands. Mm-hmm. So that's when widespread hand washing with soap became available. Then the numbers went down when it was almost already completely eradicated. We've got some research <laughs> to do, sister. we got some, okay, so Buddhist number, principle number two,
0: be aware of how attached you are to your own views. Becoming non-attached to your present views allows you to be open to other people's insights and experiences. Mm-hmm. So. In short, keep an open mind, right? Because even the most progressive mind can be closed-minded. In our next show, we'll have this discussion. I will respect your views and your right to have different views than mine and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I am going to try to guide you toward a view that I think is more correct. As I am sure that you are trying to guide me to a view that you believe that is more correct. Mm -hmm. But we'll do it in a a very Buddhist way. Okay. Okay? Okie okay,
1: dokie, smoky. <laughs> you recently wrote something. Right, it's five things to understand when you start an acupuncture treatment to help you get better results. So five philosophies about Chinese medicine that people a lot of times don't understand. But once you can get those principles down, which might seem kind of strange at first, then um, you'll find that you'll get better a lot faster. I love this because
0: I think that there are people who have tried acupuncture and maybe didn't get the results that they wanted. If you're one of these people, then you should definitely check out her guide. And you can find that link in our show notes. We disagree on the whole vaccine thing, but that's okay. Because we are going to talk about it next time. She's a lovely person. She knows what she's doing. He helped me when I had COVID and he gave me some (laughs) herbs. So, So, and it worked. It worked. So, who am I to say anything? But we'll continue this conversation. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Linda O'Neill. I'm with Good Thoughts NLP, and
1: this is Nicole Litfer, licensed acupuncturist, the Natural Health Center of Austin. The key to having
0: this conversation, who is on the exact opposite side of you, the Buddhist way, is to listen with intention and to listen with compassion. Now this doesn't mean we're both going to just hear each other's side and not try to convince the other person about our correct view. This also doesn't mean that we can't evolve our you So I'm excited about this conversation and I hope you are too. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what you heard, leave a positive review, a five-star review. Have a beautiful day and may your blessings continue. See you next time.